What's up, Cam? Uh, not much. Just deciding if I'm going to land at Tilted Towers or Log Jam Lumberyard. Uh, yeah. Well, right before I hit the recording, I says, uh, let's, let's jump onto this airplane. Let's go. And of course, he made a uh, Fortnite re- reference. So if you're lost. That's why you're lost. So, all right. Anyways, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. I got out and mowed the lawn for the first time uh, for the year this morning burned through two batteries which it usually only takes me one battery to do the lawn but uh we had like i mentioned on the last episode we got true green coming in uh fertilizing and stuff yeah that that was simultaneously good and bad for me (laughs) because (laughs) we got lots of grass now so i had to actually stop before i was finished so there's a patch in the backyard thankfully that's not quite done and because the because the yard was so thick my mower was kind of chugging on it. And so I've got to go back and clean up some spots up in the front yard too. Uh, once I got batteries and the, uh, and the grass is completely dry instead of just partially dry. So, but man, I had, I had spots where the grass, I swear was like six inches long and it's not, it's not like I've been sitting on this for weeks. It's, it's just like this last week I looked and I was like, Oh, I probably need to put a mowing on the lawn. And then all of a sudden we get all this rain and just, just out of control. So, but, uh, I got the, uh, I got the bulk of it done and it shouldn't take me too much to to finish it up, but, but yeah, the joys of home ownership. Yeehaw. Yep. But I wanted to, uh, follow up on our podcast app discussion from last time. You remember, did you saw the the text message that I sent you? Correct. Yes. The I sent him just the dialog box that popped up that says, "Do you want to delete Overcast? Cancel or delete?" And then I said, dun, dun, dun. "My decision's been made." So I I went ahead and switched over to Pocket Cast. So. I'm liking this trend. (laughs) Well, let's, you know, you tried to get me on good task and I ended up on Todoist. So you didn't get a total win there, but, uh, but you, you know, you've been right a few times. Yeah. My, my good task, uh, experiment only lasted a few months. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a cool thing in, in concept to be able to have like a more elaborate front end for reminders, but, uh, I just don't think that it had a lot of staying power. Didn't for me, for sure. But, but anyway, pocket casts. So there is a lot of reasons why I, went, I did this. So I should probably talk about the, there were some emotional decisions why, you know, in, in this process we get, I think it's, it's fair to say, and maybe I'm being a little bit vulnerable here, but I think it's fair to say that we have an emotional connection to the things in our lives that we use every day. And I, I really liked the idea of overcast. I've used it for a lot of years and quite honestly thought that I'd be giving up a lot to ever move away from it. But in our discussion the last time and in listening to Marco talk about, well, I'm definitely not going to do this because it's dumb and people just got to get used to the new design. And just his, uh, his attitude about like, people don't like your product 
because of a change you made, you know, maybe you want to think about dialing back that change. And now I throw Marco under the bus, but Casey was right along with him. And, and in the, in the conversation, it kind of made sense, but you know, after talking to you and you being adamantly opposed to the pill design, um, <laughs> and, and looking at pocket casts and the fact that, you know what, the one, one of the things that I'd kind of always wanted from overcast was a, a Mac, uh, desktop player, uh, and pocket cast has that. And Marco's always said, ah, there's not enough people that use that to, for me to ever want to do that. So I know that was never going to come. And so for those reasons, I, I just, I decided that I really, I really wanted to look at some other players. And I know we talked about Castro and, um, and then when it just, when it came right down to it, uh, looking at pocket casts, I've had to change a little bit of the way that I have done things, but I think for the better. So, you know, my, my old, um, workflow, if you want to call it that for, for, uh, for podcasts was always the podcast download. They automatically filter into the smart list that I have, uh, designed or have put together. And then whatever smart lists are there that I'll start with my Q smart list. And then I have another one that my wife and I, you know, I just have separated out for my wife and I, and and so I go into queue. I just start the top one because I have them ordered oldest to newest, newest. And so in, in doing that, like I just, I would always just listen out of my queue smart list. And then he, he made all the changes to uh, overcast recently. And I thought, well, let's try running this without a smart list. And that kind of didn't work for me. So I added the smart list back. And the design wasn't great. Um, I, I didn't, I'm, I'm not going to say it's ugly. I didn't feel like, like it was really ugly, but it wasn't pretty. So, so then when I, I decided to try pocket cast for a week and just, and just, uh, just buy into it that way. And quite honestly, I'm starting to lose my need for the, the, the playlist, um, concept. Uh, I have filters set up and that really, informs like what I listen to in what contexts, but I'm really liking the up next feature. You know, it's like a little spot to store the podcasts that I want to listen to now. And so right now in pocket casts, I have, uh, seven, uh, episodes that, you know, a couple of them I just have sitting there because I'm waiting to listen to them because I'm, I was waiting to finish, finish a show that we're going to talk about a little bit later to listen to a couple episodes, which now I'm finished. I'm able to go back and uh, listen to those now. Um, but, uh, but having stuff kind of saved and then having stuff in your up next that actually is what you're listening to, I think works really nice for me. And one podcast that I really, I decided not to listen to anymore because of the way overcast worked and I didn't realize that's why I did it. Uh, but I stopped listening to the incomparable, um, because of the fact that not every episode was one I wanted to listen to. 
because, you know, they would have a, uh, an episode that was, a you know, about a book that they had read that I really didn't have any interest in, but then they would talk about a show that I really liked, um, or a movie that I really liked, but then they would talk about a comic book that I had no idea, you know, never read or anything. So, you know, some, some episodes were for me, some episodes weren't. And in overcast, they would just stack up and then I'd have to go through every once in a while. And you got to tap into it. You got to tap the eye to, to look at the information for it, read the description, go back, swipe it, you know, and it just what didn't flow real easily, uh, with pocket casts. When the, when I get the notification, I can look at it and or I can just pull it up from the notification. Or I can go into the app and just look at it and go, oh, okay, so I've got this new incomparable episode. I just tap on it and it brings up a screen that lets me, um, you know, it shows that it's downloaded. It lets me add it to up next. It uh, lets me mark it as played. It lets me archive it. And right below that, it has the description easily accessible. So I just look at it. Okay. Oh, they're talking about that. Let's go ahead and add that to up next. Oh, I, I don't like that. Let's mark or let's send it to the archive. And it just really works much smoother for especially that podcast. But but overall, I think it's a prettier app. Um, I'm not real thrilled with the the concept of filters versus playlists. I almost rather them have call them like smart playlists, but I'm I'm over that for the most part. But uh but yeah, so all in all, I think that I would really like to see the uh, pod or the iPad player get some love because I think that there's yeah, it's just point. It, it's just really not designed specifically for the iPad. It's almost like, yeah, we got to play the player on the iPad. We'll just throw this on there and we're good to go. Um, I would like to see them do something more like overcast where you have the column view. So you have like the little player on the side and then maybe like your show notes in the middle and all the, all your podcasts in whatever list you're in and the, in the first column and have kind of like a nice little three column view for landscape. Uh, when you're in landscape in that, in that app, that's what I like personally. But, uh, but then the, we talked about the letter sizing in the show notes and how, how ridiculously small it was. And that that should really get some attention too. But but overall, um, I've switched over to Pocket Casts and I'm super happy with it. And on top of that, not long after switching over to Pocket Casts, I'm trying to remember what what podcast I was listening to that was sponsored by Pocket Casts. <laughs> so they're that, always oh. listening, Mitch. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So, but there it is. Anything yeah, I don't add? Well, I don't um I don't use any of the filters or smart playlists. I just go to the the main podcast screen and I just like, okay, I want to listen to this show. And I just you know, and I don't use like the up next or the queue, like I don't use any of those features. Um so that makes switching a lot easier um to different is because I just I'm like, okay, I'm mowing the lawn. Let's look. Hmm, do I want to listen to one of these 10? Um, I want to listen to this show today because I want to laugh, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Um, and I usually listen to like one, maybe two episodes at a time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, 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 mine is very much a, uh, what's the word? 
more of like an ad hoc approach. Like, okay, what do I want to listen to now? Boom. Then it's done. I've got to move on to do something else. And so I've never, ever taken advantage of those. Like in overcast, I was always just in the all episodes. feed. Yeah. Um, so, so what I'm, I'm much less, uh, my words are failing me today. My, my needs are, are, are far less for that sort of advanced feature set. Yeah. Well, one thing I did, did really like is that when you're on the player view, when it comes to up next and you tap up in this upper corner, uh-huh. it pulls up your up next queue. I don't know if oh, you can nice. see that. Uh-huh. So you can see, okay, these are the episodes that I have decided I want to listen to next. And, and in some cases, you know what, I should probably finish that episode up real quick and, uh, and go, go to another one of those episodes. Anything you've started goes into up next. So you can just real quickly um, get to that. And uh, if you want to switch a podcast, you can switch to another podcast. Otherwise, you can just look and see, hey, what's up next to play? And if you don't want to listen to that next, then you can switch it up for something else. And it works really nice. So, yeah, I'm super, super excited about this. It's working really well for me. I'm glad it makes me happy. I'm glad it makes you happy. And that's another hashtag Cam was right. Uh, you know, I'm never going to say it, but if you want to, I will take it. All right. Sounds good. All right. So I've had some church tech woes lately. And uh, we, we uh, talked just a little bit off the air about uh, a couple, a couple of things we could talk about today. And I know some of this is going to be a little bit of a retread from stuff we've talked about in the past, but at the same time, I think uh, it's going to be some new, interesting stuff that we'll we'll uh, talk about and hopefully take a little bit different perspective on it as well for for everybody. But my camera stopped working at church the other a couple of weeks back, so oh, this I did not know. So we're doing this conference a couple of weeks ago, which is probably a topic for the show all in and of itself, but because uh, it was just kind of a little Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, wow. he was there. Mm. It was Suffering. pretty crazy. I think he was the one, one speaking at the conference. Mm. But, uh, but in the midst of this conference, my camera stopped working during one of the sessions. And it was pretty early on in, in, the, in the sessions. So I switched over. I downloaded, um, was it Cameo uh, Studio? And used my phone for the uh, for the camera, which, by the way, actually did a pretty good job. You know, you could tell that if you really looked that the camera wasn't as nice as the as the nice like um, nine hundred dollar camera with 30 times optical zoom. And uh, it was all pan tilt and zoom. And, you know, is it is uh, a pretty nice camera that we're using. Uh, I mean, you could spend more on a camera, but for what it is, it's it's really nice. Yeah. And. And it just, it stops working in, you know, in the middle of this one session. So the next day, this was the Friday night, uh, you and I recorded the next morning and I didn't, I didn't say anything about it, but we went back that afternoon and, uh, and I just set up my, my phone to record and everything worked great, you know? So, um, actually that Friday night I used the phone to record, but I just recorded it directly to my phone. I didn't hook it up to anything. Well, I got Cameo studio 
um, installed and got uh, um, Camo Studio. Did I say Cameo? Camo Studio. Um, got okay. that installed, got the app installed on my phone, connected it with a, with a cable, with a USB cable, and it worked, worked great. It was real stable. Uh, I had it on my, uh, my Osmo gimbal and, and it just, it worked really well. Um, but I had to solve this problem because I wasn't going to use my phone for everything. So, uh, so I went over there the other day, uh, we had ordered, because, you know, we use the Elgato cam link to bring the camera into the computer and the cam link seemed like it would be the most obvious issue, you know, that or the HDMI cable that runs to the camera. And so I, but I had to troubleshoot it. So I had, I had the church order a, um, an Atom mini pro, uh, from black magic. Uh, which, by the way, number one comment I got from everybody that I suggested it to, you mean we're going to use something called Black Magic at church? <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, is when we got that at our church like a year and a half ago, not uh-huh. a single person. <laughs> not like, a single person. Everybody I said, I mentioned it to, it's like, oh, yeah, Black Magic makes us. They're like, Black Magic. Oh, my God. It's like, dude, it's a company. Get over it. Uh, so, so we ordered this in and, you know, and to me, and I talked to the pastor about this too, uh, this is future proofing for us because we wanted to add another camera, uh, at least one more, if not two, um, two more cameras to the system. So this is going to kind of future proof us for that. And, uh, thankfully I was able to tell him that right away that morning when I was hooking everything up, told him, Hey, when you guys are ready to add another camera, get, get our electrical guy in to run the cabling and everything. And, um, and get this all hooked up, then we're ready for it because this switcher is going to do everything that we need. So he was, he was relatively excited about that. Um, so I got it all hooked up and still no video from the camera. I'm like, shoot. So it's not the cam link now. Um, so I climbed up, I took the camera down off the wall, um, which was no small feat. I had to, because we put an outlet in up there to plug the camera in and everything. So I had to pull that all apart and bring that down and unscrew everything to bring the, uh, the camera down. So then I, I got the camera down on the sound booth and used a different HDMI cable and it worked. It's like, <sighs> well, I mean, of all the things for to break, the HDMI cable is the cheapest. So <laughs> well, <laughs> the cheapest, but not the easiest because we we fished this through the wall from yeah. underneath the, the soundboard all the way up to the camera. Mm-hmm. And I had questions when we put that in about the quality of the HDMI cable that we were using. And mm-hmm. I think that that might've been the issue. So we ordered a higher quality HDMI cable and we're going to have to refish it uh, sometime this next week. But the problem is, is we don't have a lot of space where we're fishing it through. And the H- HDMI cables are not small in comparison to the everything else that we've got in there. So when yeah. we fished the first one through, it was a chore to get it in or to get it through. It took two of us to one person pulling and one person pushing to get this thing through. <laughs> so, so now we have to, we have to fish another HDMI cable through this wall. Uh, thankfully we can probably just attach it to the hdmi cable that we have and just let it run through you know just pull it through with the old hdmi cable but uh but man what a pain and 
I mean, he put this outlet in for it that day and the whole thing. So it was a full day project to put this camera in. But, uh, but yeah, so at least we know what it is now. Um, I've got a nice camera to use on, on Sunday for church. And, uh, and I, we should have the new cable in so I can at least, you know, hook it up and put it back up on its mount on the wall and, uh, and make everything look nice from there. So, but, <sighs> but I, but I'm excited about this, uh, Adam mini pro. I was, you know, I'm the guy that likes to read the instruction manual and <laughs> I'm really, I'm really excited about the, the possibilities that this, this thing gives us. Uh, I think I'm going to, we have a, another video switcher that we use for sending video to the projector um, in, in the sanctuary. So, mm-hmm. so we, so we can switch to a few different video sources for, for that projector. And so that works really nice for us because um, my pastor just got a surface studio, one of the drafting table style computers. Mm-hmm. And so he can, he can run a PowerPoint on there and actually annotate his slides and stuff like that. So if he's got scripture on there, he can circle, he can underline, you know, and just do different things like that. He likes that. He, he did tried that for the first time last week and he was just like a kid in a candy store playing with this thing. It was great. <laughs> but, uh, and afterwards he says, he said, did it work really well? And I was like, yeah, it looked great. And I got it on the live stream just fine. And it was, it was great. And, and he, he's like, Oh, He's like, because I didn't realize how much fun I was going to have using it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, I, I anticipate that's going to be a regular feature now when he, when he's preaching. So, but, but yeah, it was, uh, it was cool, but that switcher is what gives us the ability to go from our regular presentation software to that computer and then mm-hmm. back. So that adds a complexity for me to be able to put that on the live stream. So what I'm doing right now is I've got an Elgato HD 60 plus, I think it is that I run, run that video feed through. And then it pulls, pulls, uh, pulls that off for the camera. So you just, you, you have one of those, I assume, right. Or, you know what I'm talking about? The, uh, the little streaming boxes. Oh, the, the Elgato ones. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen them. Yeah. So that's how I'm doing that is I've got his, um, the feed from his computer up front going into that box and then coming back out and going into the video switcher. And then there's the, uh, there's the, um, USB C cable that plugs into that box and then uh, plugs into the, um, plugs into the Mac mini that we're using and gives me the video feed to be able to put into the uh, live stream so and it worked really nice last week so i've got i've got him on the live stream um on the left or the right hand side of the screen with a big like um like evening news kind of like over the shoulder shot of the 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 computer that he's using and all the annotating he's doing is right on the Mm -hmm. right on the screen it looked really neat that turned out pretty cool so did uh did you know that with the uh the oh my gosh the mini pro the switcher yeah the can, Adam. Mm-hmm. yeah you can you can stream directly from that box oh yeah yeah i was looking at that we cuz it used to be before we got that and we were doing facebook you know streams for covid mm-hmm. um 
it was this whole deal that we had to go through. And then once we got that and we set it up, we, you literally push a button and it starts your live video yep. and you're good to go and you push it again and you're done. And there's no more logging in, logging out, you know, testing that you just like, boom, you test it once you're good. Hit the button. Obviously you check to make sure that it's live after that, but it's, it's so nice just to be able to, and then it tracks all of the the switches that you make. And we only make a, you know, a handful because we have, we have two cameras. Um, we've got one at the back of the sanctuary. That's the main shot mm-hmm. that covers the whole stage. Yeah. Um, and then we have one on the left side of the sanctuary. That's the pan tilt and zoom, you know, uh, camera. So that's when, when someone's doing announcements or someone's speaking from the stage or the past, our pastor is preaching from the floor. Um, we were able to, you know, zoom in and all that, um, as well. Um, so it's, I think for our sakes, the, the, the mini pro is a bit overkill, but because, um, because we only have two cameras, we we have the ability to expand to more, yeah. um, but we we are more of a we're we never used to live stream before COVID ever. Yeah. We did it because of COVID, and we had a number of people in our our body that even you know once the vaccines came out were either immunocompromised or you know high risk, and so they decided to stay home. So we kept the stream up. Um, but it's not something that I think we feel like we need to invest 3000 more dollars in to get a bunch of extra cameras. You know, like yeah. there, I have, I have a strong opinion about this and, and this may be different than other folks at my church that there's a line at church production quality that I don't think should be crossed. Like if I go to church and I feel like I'm at a concert or I'm attending right. some uh, event, the production quality is too high. Mm-hmm. like that i feel like if, if i go to church like i want things should be done excellently because that's just part of what god calls us to is to do is to live life in an excellent way in in all the areas and so i don't want to you know walk in and have the pastor sound like he's talking through a wendy's drive through because the right. microphone's you know clipping but at the same time like i said if i feel like i'm at a concert or i'm attending like a professional event instead of being a part of a local congregation, like with babies crying or, you know, like there, to me, there, there's, there's, there's a sweet spot of doing things well, but still not like well enough that it gets out of the way. And the focus of why we're there remains. Right. And I'm not distracted. Like, like, people like at the church know this about me and they're like, Hey man, we're getting smoke machines for Easter. And I was like, great. I won't be here then. Yeah. You want a fog machine on this? No. And like they do it just to rile me up because they know yeah. how like annoyed I get by it. You know, my, my pastor's like that. Yeah. So. so he's like, Hey man, I just, my pastor's like, Hey, I just ordered three fog machines, dude. They're coming. I'm like, Ken, I will punch you. <laughs> we, we so anyway, sorry. We've often joked that uh, sometime when my pastor plays drums in the worship band every once in a while. And, uh, and we, we've joked that, uh, one of these Sundays, we're just going to throw like a, uh, a five gallon bucket of water behind them and just walk up and drop some dry ice in there right before the, right before the, <laughs> the service starts. <laughs> oh, but I think our church is the same way. I think for me, when it comes to having the multiple cameras, it's just trying to smooth, uh, smooth the rough edges of the, of the production value 
because right now, if I need to make a camera move, I have to go to a full screen logo shot, uh, like our church logo, or I have mm-hmm. to go to a full screen of like the, sir, the, the, the title sermon slide that we have, or, you know, there's, I have to go away from the camera, make the camera move and then come back to the camera where it would be really nice to have a second camera so I can do an interstitial shot of that camera or just switch to that camera for a minute and then come back to camera one, you know? And so in talking about, talking about that with the, uh, with the church uh, and with uh, like my worship leader, who's, who's technically my boss at the church and just talking about how like we can smooth some of these rough edges and make this look a little bit more professional. Um, I do want to, um, start exploring um, lower thirds a little bit more uh, just to kind of make sure that people, you know, if we have a an elder come up to do, to make an announcement, it would be nice to have a little lower third build out to say, well, who is this person? Because they don't always introduce themselves. So, hey, you know, this is so-and-so. And then just have that uh, build out and, um, and just kind of keep a nice clean, um, presentable look to it and i've been playing around in motion a little bit to uh learn how to make those those lower thirds and stuff um and i i've downloaded a couple of uh like sample packs of uh of people other people's design you know so you guys use uh what's your software that you use uh we use proclaim for and the that presentation have, software but yeah, are you talking about have... are you talking about live streaming no, no no i was talking about your presentation software yeah no, I can that do lower matter. thirds than that. Yeah, it has okay. an NDI output. Um, the problem that I was having though is that NDI output was actually interfering with the um with the Elgato HD60 that we have hooked up. Um, so if I switched something in the uh in Proclaim that had mm-hmm. an and it had a like a live stream slide or had that NDI that loaded in it actually uh, cut out the uh, HD 60s stream. So it, it was just some some weird interaction that it's having in the computer. So I've kind of moved away from using the, uh, the NDI uh, out of Proclaim to do that. But interesting. Yeah, so, cause I was doing so much with that before and I really liked the look of it. It looked really cool and you know, it was mm-hmm. nice to do that stuff. But in Ecamm live that I use for doing the live streaming, they have a simple lower third feature that you can do that looks really nice. It's really clean. It animates, you know, you can have it slide up from the bottom and then slide back down and it, and it, uh, it looks clean and nice. Um, but you can also do like video overlays, so that's that's where I was looking at doing like a nice little build out, uh, maybe have the like the logo of the church kind of spin up and then have something built out of it with the with the name and and position in the church and then just have that suck back into the logo and have it disappear, or, you know, just something fun like that. So. That's kind of what I was looking at. Yeah, but I got to do a lot more study and learning to uh, to actually figure that out. But, yeah, it's a whole new world. Yeah, it's fun. Don't though. you dare close your eyes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So the, those are the woes that I was having, and and the uh, excitement of of uh, 
finding other ways to do things. The one thing I didn't mention about the Atom Mini Pro that we got is, uh, you know, it has picture-in-picture on it. So you can put picture-in-picture windows um, on your live stream. So I was looking into that to see, well, can I bring the our Proclaim slides into that from the, not from my computer, but from the computer of the guy that's running the in-house slides? So, cause I run a separate set of slides for the live stream typically. So could I take that, um, complication off of my plate and let him run the slides and me just run the video production and, uh, and just find a way to bring that in. Well, I'm going to experiment a little bit with using the, uh, the Atom mini pro to, um, like split the, uh, the, a feed off from from our other video switcher to run into the uh Atom Mini Pro so that I've got my own feed coming from that. Uh and we'll mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking to see if I can get that to work uh nice and stable or not. Mm-hmm. Because stability is always the issue. You know? Yes, yes. You know, when is. when you start talking about splitting video feeds and stuff and then you uh-huh. you're running through hundreds of or a hundred feet of uh, HDMI cable and uh-huh. you know so <laughs> <laughs> yeah we just had an issue a month ago at our church where one of our hdmi splitters um conked out because uh-huh. we're sending so we've got two projectors in the sanctuary one for, that is above the stage for the congregation and one at the back of the sanctuary for the folks on stage then mm-hmm. we've got a tv in the hallway outside a tv in the nursery where moms can go and breastfeed if they need to in privacy and then a projector in the basement that's showing um, the feed as well. So yeah, I, <laughs> I did not set it up. Someone else did, uh, that yep. knows much more about that sort of stuff than I do. Um, but yeah, we had to deal with that and then we got a new box and it wasn't working the best. And we had to like, cause it was different and we're like, Oh, only certain ports can have certain, you know, features. It's like, Oh man. So it was, and it was like right around um, Good Friday when in Easter when all this happened. Yeah. And so I helped make the slides for the Easter presentation because mm-hmm. um, the pastor, my pastor, he, when, you know, he wants my help because he doesn't preach every Sunday. Uh, yeah. Like probably three out of uh, four out of five Sundays, we bring in Craig Rochelle via video. Um, and so my pastor preaches, you know, maybe. 10, 12 times a year. Um, and so when he does, I help him with the slides. And so Easter, he was preaching and we had this issue and all of the slides were like zoomed in to like 115%. So it looked like someone tried really bad. Yeah. And I was fuming the entire time. <laughs> I was like, no, this was done so well. This There was space oh. and alignment and it's like oh and then like you everything have, was just cut off and i'm like oh my gosh we look like idiots you have no idea how i how i identify with that oh my god i was and <laughs> some people like yourself yeah. yeah some people were like well i didn't even notice and i was like half the word was cut off like how did you not notice you can't read that oh man oh, i was so so we not have, happy so we had to deal with an issue with our projector um because the uh, Mac or the iMac that I run that we run the proclaim off of that goes to the, the, the front that goes to the projector. Mm-hmm. 
is is slightly different from any of the Windows machines we've ever hooked up to the system. So I've had to zoom in. I've had to set it up with the camera just just in a certain way. Well, mm-hmm. when we had the conference here a couple of weeks ago, the guy hooked up his MacBook, completely different resolution. It filled it like but was coming off of the uh, the screen that we had up there. And so I had to go in and I had to make all these adjustments to bring the screen size down. And then we then he did his first uh, his first um, session. And one of the slides, like half the words were cut off on the top. <laughs> it's like, oh, so I had to move the picture down so you could see the see that. And it was it was yeah, just ridiculous. Oh, man, that stuff is infuriating. But um, but here's how we handle the the situation that you're talking about with all those all those screens. I have coming out of my iMac that I now understand I should explain. This is my Mac mini that is in the, the sound booth is the computer that we do all of the live streaming off of everything that has anything to do with the live stream runs on that machine. The iMac, we've got a 24 inch iMac in the, uh, in the, the booth. That's the one that the proclaim runs off of for all our in-house stuff. So proclaim, you know, we have send up to the, the, um, projector. And then we also have a TV in the back. Um, but proclaim, and you might want to look into it with the, do you use uh pro presenter or what do you use? Yeah, we're on pro presenter seven. Okay. Do you, do you know if there's a confidence monitor in pro presenter? A confidence monitor? Yeah. There's a, there's a uh, thing called a confidence monitor in proclaim that normally it would be like on the stage. They would have, they would have TVs. Uh, angled up so that people on oh the yeah the stage display see. that has yeah. like the next slide or lyrics or time yeah yeah there's yep. that's built in yeah yeah so what we did and i did i did this uh a few months back as a test and they liked it so much is that i have one one feed coming out of the computer that goes to our video switcher that then goes up to the projector if you follow all that mm-hmm. so there's one feed coming out that goes to the projector there's a separate video output um, that goes to the uh, TV in the back. Now I can set that TV up any way that I want to. I can mirror it to the the, the front. I can set up the confidence monitor in the back. Um, so what I do is I set up the confidence confidence monitor in the back because it has the time on it. It has we can set up a countdown timer to put on it. It has uh, some of the words from the next slide at the bottom, or you can set it up in presenter view so you see both slides. Um, it, uh, during worship, instead of showing the, um, the fully like the graphics and all that kind of stuff, it shows white letters on a black background. So it's super easy to read from the, from the back wall of the church. Mm -hmm. So it, it gives us a lot more flexibility, um, with what we put up in the front so that we always know that it's legible in the back you know, that, that it can be read and it's bigger letters. It's, it's really designed to be read from a distance. So, um, so everybody's really been excited about that and really have appreciated that. Um, one thing I do for my pastor is we put the clock on the back confidence monitor. So if you can imagine a 65 inch TV on the back wall with a big clock on it, <laughs> it's like he can't not know what the time is just looking out at the audience because there's a yeah. massive clock on the back wall. So, but 
but that's something that we do now to solve the issue with like out in the foyer, we have two speaker, just, just audio, two speakers that run out to, um, a little like fellowship area out there. So if somebody needs to go out there and sit or whatever, they can sit and still listen to the sermon, but it's just the speakers. There's no slides, Mm -hmm. uh, in our mother's room and our nursery, because you can't really hear what's going on in the sanctuary anyway, we actually put the live stream on, on those TVs back there. So yeah, there's a 40 second delay, but they don't notice it because they're not worrying about what's, you know, it being synced up with what's in the sanctuary. So we just, we just have a couple of, um, Google Chrome sticks on those computers. We pull the, uh, we pull YouTube up in the, uh, on that Google Chrome stick, throw the video up there and just let it, let it stream back there. So it works out really nice for us because yeah, it's not, uh, it's not taxing our computers in the sound booth to be able to handle all of that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And, and especially since you're streaming to YouTube and not Facebook, the Chromecast, that's a super smart solution. Mm-hmm. And they're totally stable. We, we had, we had some windows machines, like these little, just these little sticks that we, that you'd plug into the back of the computer that were windows machines. Those things were garbage. Like they just did not work very well. And so when we, yeah. And so when we switched (laughs) to, uh, when we switched back, because we had a Google Chrome stick out in the foyer because another, uh, another thing that, uh, um, the, that proclaim offers us is what they call digital signboards. So we can put a signboard out in, you know, just a TV and it's just a website that you go to and pop it, pop it full screen that just like cycles through slides. And so it, that works super nice for, um, for being able to put announcements up there. We're able to mix like uh little scripture things. Um, like they'll have a verse up there that'll be like real pretty and, and done up, you know, real nice graphically. Um, and we could actually set it up so that during the service, the slides that are in the sanctuary are coming up on there too. I don't have it set up that way, but that is possible too. There's a slight delay and it's a little wonky sometimes, but, um, but that's possible too. So. But, but yeah, so that, those are ways that we kind of get around having to split off on the five different TVs, um, to, to handle that. So, yeah, smart, but I'll have to send you like what we do for the digital signboard sometimes. So you can just kind of see what it looks like. And that's pretty, pretty clever the, the way, uh, the way they made that. Um, and, and it's all tied into like, I can go right into proclaim and add slides and if i'm in uh like the the worship um the worship service for tomorrow and i want to add a slide to the digital signboard uh, i literally just go over and click uh or like i think it's right click on the slide and it gives me the option to add the digital signboard and i just tap that and it adds that to that feed now nice. one of the, one of the cool things is, is if it's an announcement slide Announcement slides have um, time and dates and everything on them. So if I put that slide into the digital signboard and say like today they had a men's breakfast. 
So tomorrow I forgot to take that off the digital signboard. Well, it doesn't matter because it knows that it was yesterday. So it knows not to put it on the digital signboard tomorrow. So that's, yeah. So it's really clever how that works. It just grays that out in the, in the feed uh, so that you can go in and like change the dates and like, say maybe there's going to be another one next month. So you just set, change the dates and and then it'll pop back in. So clever. Yeah. It works really cool. I, the guys, you know, the guys at faith life, that have come up with Logos. They have the their social network. They have Proclaim um, and a whole host of other things. Like it's all like really good and really clever. Um, I think the problem that a lot of people have with it is because it's so good and so clever and they have so many people working on it, it costs a lot of money. So um, so it's uh it can be kind of a kind of a thing. So I think we pay like 40 bucks a month for the um for uh, proclaim we could do it yearly i think it's like 400 dollars a year or something like that so we'd save a little bit of money doing yearly but uh i'm paying for it as my tithe so <laughs> they've they've argued with me and wanted to take it over but um but it's something like i just keep oh yeah yeah i'll do it and then i never <laughs> never give them the keys to it so but anyway um, so i'm looking up um you said you guys pay you can pay 400 bucks a year. Yeah. It depends on the size of your, your church. They, you pay by the size of the, the, the church. Yeah. That's the same as pro presenter. It's okay. 399 a year. Um, but I think they do it based on size too. Yeah. So it's for one seat you get for $400. And so like when I was using ProPresenter for youth group, I'd have to log out of the ProPresenter account and the iMac and the sanctuary and then sign in on my MacBook Air in the basement so that I could use it and then do it again. Because uh, if you want a- more than one seat, you go from $400 to $1,000. Okay. So for one year. For Proclaim, it's unlimited computers. So for you 400 bucks. for 400 bucks a, month, a year. Yep. Because we, because my uh pastor's running it on his computer um my worship leader runs it on her computer i run it on my imac at home and my macbook and the mac mini in the sound booth and the imac on the in the sound booth <laughs> so it's like and i know Does that, that mean there's that like some other installations too you guys can all collaborate during the week on the yeah. same on the, on the oh man yeah it oh, syncs, okay yeah it syncs uh it syncs up um Whoever, sometimes, you know, if you're working on it on the same time as somebody else's, you'll see little glitches because it'll be updating while you guys are working on it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it syncs up. All right. Well, I might have to take more of a look at this now. Oh, hashtag Mitchell's because, right. <laughs> well, you might be because there's been, there's yeah. been a couple times in the last year where i've had to talk my pastor off the cliff he's like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna spend a thousand dollars i was like no that's such a waste of money like especially for a church like us that doesn't have a lot mm-hmm. like it, it is not worth spending a thousand dollars just so that the youth group can use pro presenter once a week yeah now i'm not the youth pastor anymore somebody else they don't use pro presenter at all anymore so like i'm like see that would have been a waste of money yeah. but for the same price being able to work because like if you ever if like 
whenever he wants me to help him with slides, we've got to meet at the church and sit in the sound booth together and make the slides. Now I live across the alley. Fine with me. He lives five minutes away. He doesn't care. He's there anyways, but being able to do it from his office or from his house, you know, like that's hmm. all right, Mitch, I've learned things today that I did not know. And now I'm, I'm glad to be a service. Now I'm interested. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Well, I'm going to have to look at, look at that later. Yeah, no, there is, there is a ton of functionality and, you know, we can always do, do something offline. Um, I can, I can show you like how we use it and what we do and kind of give you a good overview of, uh, of how it works so that you can take that to your pastor. If you want to get the, maybe switch. Yeah, no, this, yeah, this is, this would be a, I would have to convince multiple people. Oh no, but I could arm you with the, with no, the and, yeah, yeah. And I would not want to go into that conversation without, um, being able to do. Uh, answer all of their questions before they ask them. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. Interesting. All right. Yeah, anyway, well, I'll have to pick your brain. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'll take a look at it and do some more digging, and then um, that there may be a time in the near future where um, I ask for your input. Okay. All right. Well, I think we had another aspect of this that we were going to talk about. We're hitting about an hour on the show here right now. So yeah, we can, I think we, can we save should, it for another we time. should move on. So um, I want to talk about one thing before we get to our, what delights us this week. So uh, we're going to kind of talk a little bit planning for our WWDC predictees. I decided, and, and I talked to you about this and you seem to be on board with this. So tell me if I, if I'm wrong. But um, with WWDC, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. And I like the idea of making multiple predictions. And maybe we don't go with the wagering thing. I don't know. I'll I'll let you give give some input (laughs) on this. But I have essentially um, 10 categories that uh, that I wanted to present to you as as options. Now, are you looking at the annual predictees document? I am. And there's, there's, there's not a category. Uh, there's, there's a category missing and that is Craig Federighi's outfit. <laughs> well, so for, so this is how I've got this set out. So we discussed the possibility of having like questions that we would answer to kind of focus our predictees into very like specific direction and then mm-hmm. have some wild card um, options. So I've got three wild cards built into this. And then because we really like the idea of like looking back at our annual predictees and seeing if we can pull something into this, this, uh, particular event, uh, mm-hmm. I also added the 10th category is our annual predictees pick. Uh, this is the pick that I think we can wager some, some points on and, and see, like maybe put like one to five points, but I think everything else should be, um, like, I don't know. I'd be good with one point uh, and uh, then offer like either one to three or one to five points that we could wager on the predictees pick. So mm-hmm. does that sound good to you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. And the wagering right. bit me in the butt so hard last yeah, yeah. time. We, so we it- learned something last time. So, <laughs> yep. so the, the, 
I figured, you know, most of what we're going to, we're going to definitely find out about at WWDC is going to be uh, based on the software um, side of things. Cause that's typically where we are. So mm-hmm. my, the categories that, that I have as is are uh, what new feature is in iOS. So we would pick a new feature that we think is going to come to iOS. Uh, an app that's going to come to iOS. Now, this would be an Apple app um, that they would be adding to iOS that uh, that is not currently uh, an app. And I'm assuming we're including iPad OS as part of iOS. Uh, iPad OS is split out separately. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I did not read on. Okay. So. So the next two is a new feature in iPad OS and a new app in iPad OS. Because oh, I, I have a feeling I know where you're going to go with this. Well, that's why I was asking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last one. Um, and then a macOS feature and a macOS app. Which I, I, I'm, I'm okay with uh, maybe talking about uh, eliminating some of the app options. Well, I these, think we need to open but, it up to beyond just Apple apps. Because like, I can imagine like Adobe brings another of their apps to the iPad. Like they just released a huge update to Fresco and Photoshop. Like is Illustrator going to wind up on the iPads now? Okay. Well, you know, but, but I'm going to tell you the 24 hour rule um, is in effect on this. So it has to be announced within 24 hours of the keynote. Right. But like oftentimes at WWDC, they'd be like, Oh, this is our new thing. And check out what this company did with it. And it's either like a game or like an art, you know, deal. So that's why I was thinking that might give us a little more um, variety to, to pick these apps instead of being like, well, Apple's going to bring the measuring app to the iPad. It might already be there. I don't know. Yeah. So we're not reaching for some obscure stuff. I don't think some of these are not going to be easy. Like, no, I don't know. I, I, it, yeah. And I'm okay with that part. But, uh, and I have a thought for iOS. Um, but, uh, but, but I, you know, I don't even know where to go with Mac OS, uh, as far as an app is concerned. So overcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but that then i had so funny but that's going to put us at six categories and i want, wanted to round this out to 10 so we're going to have three wild cards so these are just whatever picks we think we want to throw in here this would be a good spot for my a product is unveiled in orange or um <laughs> or well, or like you could say something about um apple tv uh, the Apple TV OS or um, a product that you think is going to launch. Uh, you know, we could even have a category that says a product, product launch. But, um, but I thought that, uh, that the wild cards would give us an open. Uh, <laughs> I've, made a, change. I've made a change to one of them. This is my <laughs> suggestion. Two wild cards, one buck wild card. And this one has to be, like Craig will be wearing an orange floral shirt or you, like something non-tech related that will happen. And it's just silly for the point okay. of being silly. Maybe you, stagecraft. Yeah. 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 Anything like that. You know, uh, Tim makes a joke about whatever, or, you know, Ted or Lasso they, appears, you know, yeah, just part, like part of the, part of the presentation is in the rainbow stage and, and Apple park. 
Yeah. Or, yeah, something fun, but yeah, yeah, not tech related, just about the the presentation. About the stuff. event. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, so two wild card picks, a buck wild card pick. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I like it. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> and then our annual predictees pick. So and that that annual predict predictees pick is we pick from the list of the annual the predictive they did at the beginning of the year. Yeah, the ones that, of, the ones of that, that have not yet come true. Right. So the ones that you made that you think you're going to see in this event, I look okay. at the ones that I made. Yes. And okay. and uh, select one that I think I'm going to see in this event. And oh. then we uh, we go from there. I think I've got an easy one that I want to that I'm going to pick in that category. But yeah, I'm looking at this. All right. My, my first annual predictees pick is going to be perfect one for that category. So, all right, I like it. I like the amendments we made. It's good. Yep. Excellent. And we're saying twenty-four hour rule applies, right? Twenty-four hour rule applies. I'd be fine with it. Has to be. Has to be in the event. But you also have the State of the Union in the afternoon. So yes, and that's where a lot of the dirty stuff. So I'm I'm putting twenty-four hour rule applies just okay. so we don't forget. I think I'd like a nice. Yeah, a nice cool blue. Cool blue. I think isn't that aqua? Yeah, you know, with colors, there's a there's a sort of a poetic license. Okay. I mean, there was a yellow crayon called macaroni and cheese. So yep. I never right. tried to eat it though, so I can't I can't really. Tell I'm, you. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that that's Steve Jobs aqua right there. So it was lickable. You're not catching any of that reference, are you? No. Um, when Steve Jobs introduced, uh, I don't, I don't remember which. Uh, was it the Bondi Blue iMac? That one? No, I want to say I thought it was after that. Um, but it was Mac when Mac OS 10 came out. That's when they introduced like the Aqua um, oh, the interface, yeah, yeah, interface and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and there was a comment made about it being lickable. <laughs> so. Is that why that one app company is called Lickability? Might be. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I never understood that name, but I, that might yeah. be the reference. So, all right. Well, I think we can, uh, I think we got that button down. So next week, next time we get together, we're going to make uh, our predictees picks for WWDC. And then the following episode, we will score them. So, I'll talk to you offline about that. All right, let's go ahead and uh, move into uh, what's delighting us today. All right, good sir. What's delighting you today? No, you go first. You want me to go first? All right. Yes. I'm going to. This is going to be not dead, Mitch. This is going to be a struggle because I I have to talk about this thing because I literally like this. This is one of the coolest TV shows I've seen in a long time, at least from an emotional standpoint. It was so good that I'm going to have a hard time not spoiling it. Um, Real Housewives of Atlanta. (laughs) No, I finished Severance on Thursday. Um, To the point, to this point, like the last two episodes have to be watched together. So if you watch this and you're going through and you're like, well, I got time for one episode, but I don't have time for two. Don't watch the, I think it's episode eight uh, by itself. You watch episode eight and episode nine together and uh, because you won't be able to stop. 
So Thursday morning, I get home from doing my troubleshooting and stuff for uh, at the church to fix this camera issue. And I thought, ooh, I've got time for one episode of Severance. Let, I was going to sit down and watch this real quick. Well, when I say I had one uh, time for one episode, it's not like I that's all like I had an hour left. I had about an hour and, you know, 45 minutes or something like that. But I've got to eat lunch. I got to get ready to go to work, all that. Well, I watched episode eight. And when I when it finished, I'm like, I can't stop. I got to find out what happens next. So I turn on episode nine and I have to leave for work at noon. And I, and I did, I went and grabbed lunch and I got my lunch packed and everything. I got everything ready to go for lunch. Well, I sat down and started watching the second episode and you know, on app, the Apple TV where when you tap the, the remote, you can see what time the episode would finish. Mm-hmm. It was going to finish at 1154. Nice. So, so I'm like, I'm squeezing this in because I have to see this. And I have never had this emotion before when this, when the, when this, I I told my wife, it's either that I'd never had this emotion before, or it was just all of the emotions at once. But when they ended the last scene in the last episode, it was like, (gasps) and then it's just like, they, like they threw you off the cliff. It was, it was so, it was like, ah. But I have to tell you, you're going to you're going to watch the first couple episodes and you're going to think to yourself, this is the slowest show in the world. Um, everything means something. And as you watch the watch through, it's this perfect song that crescendos and it and it gets and it gets to be more and more and more as you get through the, the season. And then when you get to the last episode. That hour long episode feels like it's five minutes. It flies by so fast because the pace is so quick and everything is happening so fast. It it is one of the best TV shows I've watched in a really long time. And I was I was really excited. And I hope I didn't spoil it for anybody, but it was so good. Do you know the premise of the show? Uh I've seen the trailer for it, but that's it. Okay. So I'm not entirely sure. So without spoiling anything, the premise of the show basically is the, these people uh, work on what's called the severed floor. And the concept behind this is that to create the perfect work-life balance, we're just going to sever your work life from your home life. And so when you're at home, you have no idea what happened at work. When you're at work, you have no idea who you are outside of work. And so like, you're just these two, it's like two completely different personalities and, uh, Interesting. and it, it creates this incredible tension and what it is really. And what I see in it is that it's like this perfect, um, like this old, cool, old school sci-fi kind of angle where some of the best sci-fi that's been out over the years has been, has asked a question. And then really gone above and beyond to answer that question and show all the pitfalls of what if you, what if we could do this, what would happen and what, what would be wrong with how this would work. And this show just goes through and does a beautiful job of pointing things out. Some of them are, some of them punch you in the face. Some of them are so subtle that probably 99% of people are going to miss them. 
but and because I've listened to a couple of episodes of shows now that have talked about severance and there's stuff that they're talking about that I'm like, but that's that's this thing. You know, that's that's this other thing. I mean, you know, and I'm really trying. I don't want to get too specific, but it's like, well, no, I totally understood it this way and they understood it completely differently. And it just it's just a really it's such a masterfully done um, show. So highly recommended anybody that wants to go see this or wants to see this. It's on Apple TV plus. If you do not have a Apple TV plus available to you, it is $5 a month and well worth the, the, uh, the, your $5 to watch this show. So super excited about that. Yeah. Um, it's on the list. When you get done watching it, maybe we'll fire off the spoiler horn in some, uh, some episode and we'll, uh, sit, we'll talk about it because I have thoughts. <laughs> All right. What's delighting you today, Cam? What's delighting me? I, honestly, uh, I, I discovered a musician that somehow I have missed the boat on for the last 10 years. All right. And apparently most of my friends know who this person is and enjoy their music. And none of them decided to tell me for a decade. You know, have you heard of Ben Rector? Uh, I might have heard the name. I, it's not somebody that I've listened to ever. I, I don't know if you would enjoy the music. It's it's very like, uh, like the upbeat stuff is like very upbeat, light, poppy, piano driven rock. But then he's also got some very like slow acoustic melodic, uh, you know, introspective stuff. But like it's the emotional connection that I had with the music is incredibly strong. Um, he's just, he's, he's my age. He's 35. Um, he just had his daughter's a few years younger than mine. So he's written a few songs about his daughter. He's a Christian guy. Um, but just really good voice, super, uh, super fun music. Uh, he has one song called crazy and it's about how his life is crazy normal. And he wrote this song about like the essential, the, the point is, is like, you listen to these songs on the radio. It's like, how do people live their life this way? And so he decided to flip the script and write out how normal his life is, you know, yeah. went to bed at 9 PM, man, last night was crazy. <laughs> like it's this whole thing, it, but like, it's musically really clever and the lyrics are clever. And then anyways, it, I just, I've listened to like three albums, uh, in the last day and a half. Um, and so when it came out, just Can you hear that? tired of turning on the radio and asking yourself who lives that kind of life. I don't. I need an anthem. I need a song I can sing. So raise your glass if your life is crazy. Crazy normal. Last night was crazy, yeah, we tore it up again. Kicked off our shoes and went to bed by 9 p.m. We were balling to Netflix. We turned it up to 10. Last night was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> My hands up in the air at that detective. But anyway, so you get the sort of like the light, happy, poppy feel. Yeah. Um, but like he makes like lots of stupid like Instagram reels. Um, and he just seems like a really fun guy, and uh, I really enjoy the music. And it just 
am super mad that I have no, I had no idea who he was for the last decade. Yeah. You know, but it's also like, holy cow, I have seven albums of music to discover now. So, so, but yeah. Do you, do you know who Jonathan Colton is? No. Okay. I was, I was going to say, he almost seems to me like a Christian version of Jonathan Colton, who's, who's be really big about um, just guitar, like acoustic guitar rock about uh, geeky stuff okay. back in the day. So, but. Yeah. So anyways, highly recommend Ben Record, anyone. His new album, uh, The Joy of Music, even had like a short film that came with it. It's mm-hmm. like the cover is like him in like this weird like um, like Sesame Street looking kind of character, um, and there's some really really good stuff. And his love songs are <laughs> <laughs> you get misty. Yeah. Well, and he's got one that um, it's just called Daughter, and it's yeah how his life is about how his life has changed because he's got a daughter now, and yeah. like it it's simultaneously really funny, and then also like okay yeah. Yeah, he okay, yeah, he gets it. Like he makes a he makes a, a comment of something like, you know, I don't care what I wear anymore. Like, don't judge me in my socks and sandals. And like, okay, like the typical like dad uniform, but then also like how your priorities change and you know, it's just yeah. it's it it threads the holy cow, like this is a song about real life, mm-hmm. you know. Um so yeah, a lot sounds of his stuff sounds like fun stuff. Yeah, just his stuff really lands good with me. Um, the music is fun and uh, he's not afraid to be goofy, but also sing about, you know, like real life stuff. And his lyrics are not like what's like cookie cutter. Right. Like he'll, he'll, he'll not rhyme on purpose just to make a point. Like I'm going to go, I'm going to change the melody and not rhyme because this is what I want to say. So f- screw your conventions this is what this song is about. And this is how I want to say it. And if it's different they, and I'm like, I can get on board with this. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's, it's been a long time since I've heard a new music or a musician new to me where immediately after one song, I was like, yep, we're best friends. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's happened a lot in my life. Um, and I still listen to those bands and those albums, but it's been a while since that has happened. Yeah. Um, I think the last time it happened was with with, with the, the band Mute Math. You know who they are? Oh, I want to say that I've heard of them, but I'm not. I think you would like that. They're very much not like Ben Rector <laughs> in any way. It's all one word. Um, it's a lot more uh, rock and roll, um, but in a not typical way. I don't know. They're they're a ton of fun. Or they were, should I say? Wah, wah. They they they're not around anymore. It's just the it's just the lead singer now. I think doing yeah. music um, under the same name, but a lot of the the guys have left. The, like the original drummer and the original bassist are all gone. Do you have um, do you have a uh, a particular um, track? Looks like he had did some stuff for Twilight and Transformers. Uh yeah, one of their uh songs Spotlight was in Twilight. I don't know which one was in Transformers. Um it, it literally just says Transformers theme. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh so their first album Hold on. You should you should go to the first album and do either Typical or Break the Same. Those are like, like classic mute math jams. Let's just try 
what is what's the name of the album it's just mute math and which i want to say it which was song? Like either typical or break the same okay we'll do typical singer plays keys and so in some of their softer stuff i mean he's a very good piano player but he'll play like the synth and that sort of stuff and he does like handstands on the keyboard while he's like live like it's pretty fun yeah you don't like it (laughs) i mean it's it's good music i don't know if it's my my jam but I figured of the two that I brought up, this would probably be more your style than. <laughs> I could definitely dig this in in, in per, certain moods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's it for me. Just I found I found a new a new music best friend. So All right, so it makes me happy. Ben Rector, R E C T O R. Yep. All right. Cool. By the way, that uh, those uh, musical interludes were brought to you by my Tascam Mixcast Four, which uh, I, I connected yeah. via Bluetooth, uh, and it was great. Fair use, fair use. Just want to yeah. say that a couple times. Fair use. <laughs> you know, I kind of feel like we can get away with it because I, we don't have like a hundred listeners. So, well, yeah, we're not monetizing. We're not monetizing. It's free advertising. It's what that yep. is. Free advertising. There you go. All right. Well, um, we'll wrap her up then. Uh, you can always check us out at innerdialogue.show if you wanted to check out the back catalog um, and whatever. And if you want to uh, to get a hold of us, man, I should talk about some. We should have a conversation about social media. <laughs> because right I'm now though. I'm going to tell you <laughs> that uh, that yeah, we don't have time right now. But I'm going to tell you, I've been getting more and more uh, tempted just to quit it all and start like building, start focusing on meaningful relationships instead of like our little plastic relationships that we have on social media. So. Yeah, we'll save that for another time. Yeah, we'll have to save that for another time. But uh, anyway, uh, if you do want to catch us on our social media uh you can uh, check out our websites. We have links on our websites. Uh, I do check my Twitter. Cam does not. So don't hit him up on Twitter. Uh, but he does check his Instagram. So uh, my website, MitchCraig.online. CamBrennan.com. All right. So uh, catch up with us. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And uh, maybe we'll even talk about it on a future show. So very good. Um. As far as that's concerned, Cam, looking forward to WWDC season coming up. And uh, our next show, we should be doing picks. So I'm excited about that. I just realized last night, too, as I was thinking of this, I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm going to have iOS 16 beta on my iPad in a month. (laughs) (laughs) Playing with new things. It's Christmas in June. Yep. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Well, Cam, it's been fun. 
Indeed. Enjoy the beautiful weather. Yes. It's been way too hot this last week. It's been in the 90s. There was one oh. day here that the heat index got up to 100. Yeah, we were close to it on Thursday for sure. I was like, man, no thanks. Where did this? Now it's, of course, we're talking weather now. We're going to have nice weather for the next week. It's going to be back yep. in the 70s where it should be this time of year. But we had a good line of storms come through last night, too. That was, well, that was well, fun. We didn't, we didn't get that. But. All right. Anyway, man, you have a wonderful day. You too. All right. Ta ta for now. Mm hmm.